Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Fringe of It. Episode number 50. I feel like we need to have like a hip hip hooray that we made it to 50 episodes. For she's a jolly good fellow, for she's a jolly good fellow. (laughs) Okay, I think that's a new record. We started singing within 15 seconds. There's going to be more. Trust me, there is more on the horizon. (laughs) There actually is. I just went on YouTube to just double check how a song actually went so I could sing it to you. Oh my God, that's, that is exciting. I can't wait to find out what song this is going to be. Um, but how are you anyway? I'm good, I'm good. The sun is shining. It's Monday afternoon. I went outside earlier. It's a bit brisk outside. I feel like we just talk about the weather so much, but it's re- very important to me. Um, and it's ju- it's just lovely out there if you're in a patch of sunshine. I feel like it's taken a while. I saw a really good tweet um, yesterday that said all storms seem to be only working weekends at the moment, which... <laughs> Oh, that's really tickled me. But I was like, it's so true because I feel like all week we have all right weather and then it hits Friday and they're like, boys are back in town. And it's just, I can't cope with it. Like, they need to sort it out. What what letter are we on now? Well, I, I mean, I can't, I can't do the alphabet off the top of my head, but we had J last weekend. I mean, it's out of control. Well, I think if we get to O, it's meant to be Olivia. So... Like the narcissist in me is quite rooting to get there, but then actually, I'm like, if we get to O, we've had a bit of a problem. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely not. You just got back from New York, jet setter. Oh, that's me. That is me. Yeah, no, it was it was lovely. That you know the flight, the wind, the wind on the flight back. We got back in five hours and forty eight minutes. Oh, is that quick? I don't know. It's very quick because on the way out there, it's like seven hours fifty. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was about seven hours. So yeah, that is quick. Which it was very bumpy, which I mean, I could have, I'd rather have had two extra hours to watch something else and then been in peace. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. But um, no, New York was lovely. I, I love New York so much. I mean, I feel like every episode it comes up and I'm like, oh, New York. Um, but it's, it was gorgeous. It was really lovely. How are you? How has your week been? I can't think what I've been doing. I'm literally like racking my brains. 
I went to soft play. Um, the bouncy thing you did look good. Oh, the bouncy thing. The bouncy thing was great. So we have this thing. I don't know if it's national. I feel like it's a Midlands thing. But there, I, there's like one in Lincoln. I think there's one in Leicester. And it's called Jump. And um, it's like just a floor of trampolines. And there's also like a soft play bouncy castle area. But that just looks a bit broken army to me. Like, like I don't know. I just don't really like it in there. Like, I'm all about the trampolines. So um, Jack's this... Jack's youngest sister came to visit us and I was like oh what can we do because I think Dennis was in town you know Storm Dennis so I was like, like who's Dennis is this a, is, is this a new man like yeah I'm uh me and Jack uh it's just all about Dennis um so we took we went to jump because they have a toddler session so basically like no children over five can go um which is, you know, cool for like the small babies and toddlers and stuff. Um, and you would love it. I thought of you actually. So you know, at the arcades, they have those dance machines. You know the ones. <gasps> yeah, dance mats are my favourite. Yeah, well, I think this is better than a dance mat. So you jump up and down on a trampoline, and there's two different ones that you can play. One's about speed, and one's about reactions, which I guess oh is the same God. thing. And then they light up, and you have to jump up on the trampoline and hit the the like the light up circles. And I couldn't stop i was absolutely sweating when i got out my highest score was 172 um, wow yeah but i've really thought of you so next time you're here we'll take june to a toddler jump session i would love that i was going to say maybe we could do like a podcast recording sleepover come jump session <laughs> perfect absolutely perfect um, you have to buy special socks i mean it's and then you also have to watch the safety video which is basically like jump jumping does cause death and you're like um and and you have to like sign a waiver and everything it's quite intense do you know what i feel like i could be doing any activity like pottery anything as soon as i sign a waiver my my nerves get bad i'm like <laughs> even if it's something that's like you know painting like finger painting or life drawing if you have to sign a waiver i'm like dial me out <laughs> yeah literally finger painting may cause paper cuts here's a waiver yeah, I'm just, I can't. I can't cope with it. I'm. I'm just. I can't. <laughs> Nervous, purpose. Yeah. No. It. We. Uh, yeah. I think you might have to maybe take some of my CBD oil to calm down after the waiver because the the video is quite intense. And oh then like, God. yeah, you're watching it and it's like double bouncing is the biggest cause of injury and you're like, oh. Um, what's the double bounce is that when you kind of go up and then you go back down before you've had the chance to come up again no so if say you and me are on the same trampoline and I'm jumping and you're jumping that's like double right. bouncing oh so yeah. it's quite self-explanatory really well not it? really because yeah no I know I know, I know I know what you think it is. Yeah, it's double bouncing. So then you're trying to get like all the toddlers to like just have one toddler per trampoline. It's oh God. very stressful. So you're trying to like split the toddlers up and you're like, did you not watch the safety video? And they've just got no regard for their own safety. June, you signed a waiver for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, it's great. But yeah, definitely come up, come up here for a sleepover, a jump session, a cheese society lunch. I I genuinely I'm going to check my diary after we've recorded because that sounds whew, sounds great. Shall we move on to Teletalk? Okay, what did you watch on the plane? Do you know what? I well, Jojo Rabbit was on the plane and I was so close to watching it again because I love it. And then I was like a bit unsure. I was like, "Oh, should I watch it?" And I actually watched The Trial of Christine Keeler. Oh, what is that? Tell me more. So I don't know, like I did history at A-level. Um, I mean, I feel like 
This is the second week you've mentioned it in a row. She's like, oh I my did... god, did I mention it last week? Or the week before? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a new thing that I've learned about you, but now you won't stop talking about it. It's all you're gonna hear. Yeah. It's just, I'm, it's like my kind of like, I drop it in to really impress people. Um, I'm impressed. So I, one of the modules we did was um, British political history, and around that. There was, in the 60s, there was a thing, a thing, this is like very well articulated, um, called the Profumo Affair. Oh, yeah, I have heard of it, but I, I, yeah, enlighten me because I actually don't know a lot about it. Right. How can I, how can I sum up really quickly? Um, (laughs) Really (laughs) dug a hole here, haven't we? A hole, a hole. Okay, so the premise. Um, Okay. I'm going to reference Wikipedia. Christine Keeler, an English model and showgirl, becomes entangled in a scandal after a series of events involving her two ex... Oh, no, hang on. That's, this is the long version. <laughs> Basically, she becomes involved with a, minister, a British minister um, and it kind of like subsequently brings down the government. So it kind of like is a bit of an... It, like, he has an affair with her. She's like this 21-year-old model show dancer... And essentially, it ends up with like the government falling apart, and it's it's really interesting. I mean, when when I studied it, it was just kind of like a fleck in the great colourful history of British politics. Um, but it was so interesting because a lot of it happened. Have you ever been to Clifton? Uh, been to Cliftonville in Margate. Where's Clifton? It's just outside of London. Um, oh, no, I've not been to Clifton. It's a really big manor, um, very oldie woldie, but it all a lot of it happened, like kind of all started there. Um, but I just, it was really interesting. I mean, the costumes are amazing, the set's amazing. I think most things done in the 60s is. Um, but it's like a big story about this sex scandal that rocked the government essentially. But I thought it was really good. It's got James Norton in it. Um, who's brilliant i think anything he's in i'm like yeah like yeah like that um, it's all right and then i feel like i'm so bad at like actors and faces like i'll be watching it and i'm like oh oh it's him it's him and i think it's neil morrissey that's in it and i was like watching it and i was like oh it's him from the telly and joe's just like i can't i can't do this um, <laughs> that's how but... it is that's how it is when i watch the telly i'm like oh i know him i know him what are you from and it just and do you know what's really bad? So because obviously, you know, Jack and I have been together for so long, like he's like a walking, talking, like IMDB. So when I'm yeah. not with him, so I feel like I don't even bother trying to remember people's names now, like actors or something. Like I just feel like I've got really lazy because I'm like, oh, Jack will tell me. So then when I'm out, I'm out without him, I'm like, oh, um, you know, the the person from that film. And, um, and they're just looking at me like, why are you even telling the story? I feel like most of the podcast is like us saying that. (laughs) But no, it was really, really good. It's just, it's fascinating. Like, I mean, when I learned about it, I didn't quite realise how much had gone on, all because of this affair. And it is, I mean, it's it's really interesting. Um, And I found out that Christine Keeler died in the hospital near my parents' house. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Not interesting to anyone else because I've given no context. But yeah, watch that on the plane. Oh, sorry. What's Maggie just it sounds shook. like your hand sanitizing. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like I just heard like pump, 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 but it was Maggie no, shaking. Was, it was Maggie's collar. That was the only thing I watched on the plane. Annoyingly, what were you it, it doing was like the rest of the time. Well, it was on the way out there. It was six hours long. So 
I fell asleep for maybe about half an hour and we landed and I had 15 minutes to go and I was seething. I was like, why are you such an idiot? Um, but I watched the rest on the way back and I slept the rest. So I didn't actually, I wasn't actually that productive in terms oh, well, of I'll watching. I'll let you off. Like if you can sleep on a plane, like fair enough. But when we were in New York, I did go and see Emma. What did you think? I really liked it. I wasn't sure. It was like at the beginning, I was like, oh, it's quite slow moving. Um, because I didn't know the book, I didn't really have any context, so I didn't really know who people were, and I didn't know what to make of people. Um, but I just, I, I love Johnny Flynn so much. I think we all um, love Johnny Flynn. Honestly, like, did I, I, I think I told you I was going to send over some of his music, and I haven't. That was yeah, last. That was a lie. Um, but he was brilliant. I really loved him in it. Um, Joe enjoyed it as well. He was like, he did say that he wasn't sure how he was supposed to feel about... Is it Anna Taylor-Joy who plays Emma? He was like, I don't know whether we're supposed to like her or not. Um, Because he was like, I just think she looks a bit smug sometimes. And I think that bothered Joe a little bit. But, um, yeah, the costumes and the set was just decadent. Yeah, for that, it's great, but it's it's way too long for me. It it was quite... I mean, I I wasn't like... I wasn't... My attention held out... (laughs) That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, But yeah, I think um, if you haven't read the book, yeah, you're just not really... It it kind of doesn't... It's not enough on its own if you haven't read the book, which you and me both haven't. And I think people that have read the book understand it a lot more. And I feel like that's why the film let it down. So I'm like, I'm confused about what's going on and yeah, how am I supposed to feel about which characters... Yeah, like I need, like, I'm glad that I'd read up a little bit beforehand. So I was like, oh no, she's like this matchmaker. Like, because of that, I kind of knew where it was going. But I think if I hadn't known that, it might not have clicked for a bit. I might have been like, I don't really understand. Um, but I did, I did enjoy it. I thought um, it was cast really well um, in terms of like her friend was really good and um, just <laughs> Johnny Flynn again. Just, <laughs> just love Johnny Flynn. Um, I'd like to talk about the cinema snacks in New York, like what's available in the foyer. Is it better than the UK? I mean, where we went, we went to this place called the Angelica Film Centre and it's meant, it, it was really lovely. I had a little cafe. So there was a cafe option when you got in, which I imagine probably had a lot more, but we went downstairs because Joe wanted popcorn and I must say, it was extortionate for everything. Oh, was it? It was like, I think I got a bottle of water. It was like $5. And I was just like, oh, robbery. Um, I'm all right for water, thanks. I was like, 911, I've been robbed. Um, <laughs> it was very dramatic. But they, the popcorn was great. It's all salty popcorn. Um, mm. But was, there's a butter pump. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So, um you pump your butter onto your popcorn, which is by the refillable like fizzy drink stands. So it's 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 again decadent in that sense too. Um and I think me and Joe overagged how much butter you want because I was like, oh no, you need to keep pumping so it gets to the bottom. I mean you're at a butter pump, make the most of it. <laughs> I actually just opened my mouth and just put my head underneath. <laughs> um excuse me, madam. Uh, could you not do that? pump me with butter um so it was a bit a bit much but um no I enjoyed it I actually um we went to a bakery just before we went there so I had cookies in my pocket so um great I I didn't slather those with butter you'll be thrilled to know so I've brought my own cookies and I'm just going to use your butter on a separate note I did go I went to the theatre at the weekend um 
And the snacks at this theatre in Stratford, they had Tony's. Did I thought they? of you. Three flavours. I went to the cinema the other day and I... what fla- Sorry, just going back to that. What flavours of Tony's? There was uh, the red one, so plain milk. Yeah. Um, orange one, which I think... Yeah, salted, salted caramel. Yeah, that's right. And then the green, which is dark chocolate and almond. Oh, yeah, that one can get in the bin. Do you know, I did get an extra one of those because I forgot what it tasted like and it's it's quite dark. It's not it, my favourite. Yeah, I, I like a lint 70%, but what I like about that is it's thin. Yeah. Whereas a tone is like dark chocolate that's chunky. It's too much. Yeah, it's it's buxom. <laughs> um, I realised, I had to go back through my notes because I can't believe I've not talked about this film on the podcast. Um, So when Jack's sister was here again... um. She was only here once. I'm just saying again because I'm referring back to it like it was our highlight of our social calendar. So I kind of like planned the day and Jack was like, oh, what can we watch that's like appropriate for, not appropriate, but there's like, I remember the time that Jack had to watch The Hangover 3 with my parents and he's never gone over it. So, you know, you just like, if it's your sister, you like, you want to watch something, but I don't know, just appropriate for all everyone in the room so jack picked book smart um which we've already seen once and that was actually jack's third watch of book smart that's how much oh, he wow. loves it but i had to go back through the podcast notes to make sure that i hadn't spoken about it because i was like i cannot believe we've not discussed book smart oh god no we haven't have we have you have seen we? have you watched it if we have yeah. i mean we it clearly it's not in my memory no we have i no, because I think you've discussed it and you said how much you loved it and I haven't perhaps discussed it since I've seen it. Well, I found it was even funnier on a second watch. I need to give it a second watch then. It was so, so funny. Um, I just love the friendship element of it. I'm just absolutely obsessed with it. Um, my favourite, I've got two favourite bits and my one of them is, you know how they give each other compliments? Yeah. It, it's just the best thing ever. Oh, I love it. And then when they go down, so after they put the jumpsuits on with the berries and like, oh my God, who allowed you to be this beautiful? Um, <laughs> and then they go downstairs and Lisa Kudrow, and I can't remember what her husband, um, the actor is. Um, and they're like, honey, go to the safe room. We are being robbed by supermodels. <laughs> oh yeah, that was, I remember that bit. <laughs> it sounds really inauthentic when I'm going, yeah, I remember, but I do remember when that was very funny. It was so good. Um, And then I cried again at the bit of the airport. Again, I just cried. Why can I, I'm trying to remember that bit. Well, I don't want to give any spoilers, but I mean, I think we just have to say at this point, if we're going to be talking about TV and film, we're going to give spoilers. Um, But it's the bit where where she drops um, her off at the airport and it gets really sad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, But then actually it's hysterically funny because she comes back in a fashion that I won't describe. Oh, it's so brilliant. But yeah, I definitely, um, I can't believe that Jack's watched it three times. That's really, I'm really, I'm, I'm very impressed, Jack. Yeah, he loves it. Um, maybe I'll get him the DVD for his birthday. We actually oh. watched this on um, YouTube, so we, you know how you can buy it and then you sign in and all your, all your films are there, so I'll probably won't buy him the DVD, actually. The hard, the hard copy. Yeah. Um, and then the other film that I watched, we went to the cinema to see um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. You... Was it good? So... It's on like a really limited release. Like we had to go to like not our local cinema. In fact, actually our local cinema, we had to go um, a film that I'm actually not going to talk about this week. I'm going to talk about next week because I feel like um, we've got a lot of 
things to talk about in our subject today but um they're not playing like the films that we want to see so we keep having to like travel quite quite a distance to see the films but um yeah i don't know why i feel like it was on limited release but i think it's because so if anybody who wonders what the hell i'm going on about so tom hanks plays an american icon called mr rogers and i had no idea who mr rogers was did you no, I hadn't. Not before I saw the trailer. Yes, but then I spoke to an American, and they were like, "Mr. Rogers, like they, they can't. They just think he's wonderful. Generally, um, I am generalizing here, but he's um a children's TV presenter with his own show. I guess that's how you describe him. Like it is quite strange if you haven't been brought up with Mr. Rogers. Um, so Tom Hanks plays mr rogers which i feel like i've said it about four thousand times and it's about a journalist called lloyd vogel who goes to interview him for esquire magazine and the whole film is based on this one esquire article but like lloyd is going through like quite a dark time he's just become a dad i I don't know how old his baby is and his editor assigns him to go and interview mr rogers who's like just very optimistic and very happy and he's like why are you sending me to go and do this piece and she's like because I feel like you really need it and it's and it's just really beautiful it's just a really beautiful film um so I said to Jack like when we got out of the cinema you kind of expected him to uncover something really dark about Mr Rogers and I was just like what a sad state of affairs the world's in that that's where you think the story's going and it just turns out that he's just like a really lovely man and Lord- do you know what Joe, sorry to interrupt, but Joe said this when he watched Little Women. He said the same about um, Laurie's dad or grandfather. Yeah. He was like, why is he letting her play the piano? Why is he being so nice? I don't understand why he's being so nice. Like, what's going to happen? Like, I'm worried. And I was like, he's just a nice man. I know. Just a nice man. And isn't that a shame that, like... (laughs) Yeah. um, So, and and what I really loved was Lloyd, like, just asks him how he deals with his darkness. Because he's like, you can't be this happy. Like, what... What's going on? And he's like, I I deal with it every single morning. Like, I go swimming. I bang, like, the the low notes on a piano. Like, I just learn that if I do all those things, like, then I can be like the best version of myself and it was just like a really like lovely Aww. lesson it was it was i it's right up your street you'll really like it oh that's that do you know what i feel like i need a bit of that at the moment that yeah. sounds really lovely and there's a really great song which again if we've got any um, all two of our american listeners but there's a song that i think you'll really like and it's like it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood a beautiful day to be a neighbor duh. I mean, yeah, and I, that's the song I listened to on YouTube you're before like, I came on. You're like, what does what rhymes with neighborhood? Mm, neighbor did, neighbor But it's a really catchy song. It's yeah, it's a re- really great film. Um, I have a really terrible um tie. There's like there's like three other things I want to talk about, but I've got a really awful tie. Um, in terms of catchy songs, which is. Oh my God! It's the Eurovision. It's Iceland's Eurovision song. Yeah, you sent me this, and I woke up. Well, I, my phone was in the office. Like, I went into and I was to get my phone. And I was like, it's too early for this. I was like, she's just gonna have to explain it on the podcast. So yesterday, I saw bits on Twitter, and then um, Joe's sister's boyfriend, I, which makes it sound like we're not close, but Danny sent me (laughs) we are close we're all close sent me a link to this song and he was like you're gonna really like this and 
naturally when I like something as you know I really really like something and I played it and the first few seconds I was like okay okay and then it just builds up and it keeps going and it is this song that I just can't get out of my head and it's incredible and I feel like I've literally listened to it non-stop and everyone I've sent it to I sent it to one of my friends and she was like I'm so overstimulated now before bed I need to go and listen to whale sounds it's that kind of like it's honestly it's like it it you're like hysterical after listen, listening to it because it's that good and then I listened to it again this morning and Joe was Joe's really into it as well so you've watched like the live performances of it and it's about the lead singer's baby girl or baby I, I think it's baby girl or baby daughter and it's like his song to her like when you listen to it you're like oh it's about love and it's about relationship but it's actually about like a father-child relationship oh my god it's amazing and it's just so catchy and there's like a dance which is really simple so you can learn it and it's not too complicated <laughs> like all things point to yes like it's got that kind of like metronomy hot chip um kind of vibe to it as well so it feels like a cool song like it doesn't feel like a really cheesy like song that you're like I said to Joe I said this is the making your mind up of this year I said this is what we need um but it's amazing. Like, I wish we could insert music clips because right now I would, oh, I'd put all three minutes in. <laughs> and now I'll go back and watch it because I was just like, this, it, it's too much for me to deal with at this time of the morning. <laughs> I would love for you to listen to it right now and react. Like, that is all I want. It's I'll, so I will good. send you a personal video later. Can you, maybe can you like voice record yourself listening to it and then we can maybe insert that in because I think it would be a treat. I think it would be great. A live reaction. Okay, fine. I will do it later, I promise. Um, okay, I feel you. like what if I was going to put a live reaction on, it would be a live reaction of me watching. He's called Julian Simmons and he's an Irish continuity introducer. Oh, I saw this on your story. Yeah, so I went away with my friend and my friend's from Belfast and she, she was just saying like how sadly he's not on UTV anymore, which is... Um, Northern Ireland ITV right and um, but basically you know how we have people introducing like terrestrial TV but you can't really see them well Julian like is filmed and he introduces everything and my friend was like you're gonna love Julian Simmons like it's right up your street and I was like what he just gets like a minute or two to introduce the telly but like he's properly commenting on what's about to happen and that's amazing the first time i watched it i mean and the 400th time that i've watched it i just i just can't control myself it's the funniest thing i've ever seen so if you google julian simmons the first video that comes up is the one when dev slept with deirdre on coronation street which is an iconic <laughs> episode <laughs> oh the people i was with did not find this funny either and i was just like I said, oh, does everyone remember when Dev slept with Deirdre? And they were like, no. Is that pardon? What do you mean you don't remember when Dev slept with Deirdre? I mean, that's really hard when you think something is so hilarious and you're like, no one's giving me anything. No, like literally nothing. Um, So he introduces the episode of Coronation Street in, I don't know, the early 2000s when Dev slept with Deirdre. And it's the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. Like I just put it on every now and again to check that I still find it funny. Just to check your like the the level of humour you're still at is operating at a good level. <laughs> I don't know if you do that, but like you know when you find something really funny, like is it just me in this moment or is this actually funny? So I keep putting it on, and every time I put it on, I just I'm on the floor. It's hilarious. 
oh my god i'm gonna have to watch this yeah i feel like julian simmons all signs point to yes for you as well oh well i feel like if it's got the charlotte seal of approval it's it's gonna go down one of my books uh what else is on your list i feel like we've really gone off on one today so there's one more thing and then there's something that i know we've both um watched which is probably the last thing on your list um and basically, I haven't, this is something I haven't actually watched, but it's something that me and Joe keep seeing on Google Box, and I'd something almost I've like, not watched. <laughs> but I want I want the feelers because it looks quite scary to me, and it's a show called The Stranger, which they keep showing on Google Box because that's how that's how I can digest scary things. I just want to know, maybe on the Facebook group, oh, sorry, dog walked past, um, maybe on email or Twitter. It looks terrifying. It, do you know, it's, it's just a bit weird. Um, so I'd like to know how scary it is for anyone that obviously listens regularly, knows um, mine and Charlotte's level of fear with television. It's a mystery and- thriller. I mean, but I can do a bit of, I can do moderate moderate. Well, yeah, I think you're more hardcore than me. I can do like Line of Duty or like um, The Bodyguard, but I've not seen all of Luther, so I feel like mm, I'd like some opinions. But it looks it looks good enough that I remember it. You know, is this our podcast now? Here's a list of things we're thinking about watching. Can can, <laughs> can our audience please tell us if we should bother? That should be under further viewing. But um, one thing I have started, which I know you are far more into than I am at the moment, is Love Is Blind. Oh my god i can't even cope with that right what right and before we go any further what episode are you on well i'm on like episode two and a half okay i feel like that's the best bit until so i'm on episode i'm just about to start episode nine i was really proud of myself last night i switched i switched the telly off at 11 p.m and there's two episodes left so i could have stayed up to 1 p.m 1 a.m and i was like no save it for yourself otherwise you're gonna be overtired really grumpy all day and you're gonna have nothing to watch so i've got the the two last episodes to watch tonight maybe we can review do a full review next week yeah because i just i I just i don't even know how to process it but i do feel like the first two episodes are some of the best because what is going on in there like are they like pumping out drugs into the into the oxygen supply it is wild. I mean, I've I feel like we almost need like a spe- like a Love Is Blind special. I next am week. down for it. I have written notes upon notes upon notes, and my friends watching it at the same pace as me, so we're literally got the most like intense WhatsApp conversation going. Oh my god! Should should we should we hold off until yeah, next put, week because we've done half. That. We've done half an hour of TV already and I feel like it could be another half an hour if we were to go into Love is Blind yeah. territory. I was going to ask you before we recorded the podcast, like, have you started, like, where are you at? Because, yeah, we haven't really got time to get into it. So I think next week, let's get into it. Yeah, let's do that because I feel like I've got some opinions, but they're not fully formed. <laughs> so, yeah, but that's the whole point, your opinions, like they're all over the place they're like a roller coaster because you're like oh, oh i think i've got useless and all of a sudden you're like side blinded and you're like whoa i did not see that coming right we're going to move on to this week's topic because it's quite we've got quite a lot to get through um and this week's topic is all about books quality sleep is essential for boosting energy recovery and well-being so take your sleep to the next level with sleep number 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. To tell you what we're going to do, Liv and I are going to talk about the books that we've read over the past six months. Um, but also, this episode, we've got some really great audience participation. We thought it's our 50th episode and it's about time we hear from you. We love meeting you at events. Um, so some of you very kindly sent in some audio snippets of your favourite books. And quite frankly, I think you're after our jobs. They are so, so good. Um and just a quick note, we kind of wanted to say, like, there's been a lot of things about competitive reading recently, which I think has really, like, resonated with Liv and I. Um, I think we are quite slow readers. Like, I'm quite a fast reader in general, but um, it takes me a long time to finish a book, just, like, time-wise. I take such a long time. Like, I feel like it can take me, like, a month or even well, last year I did, I read a frighteningly small amount of books. Um, because yeah, I think getting into it, I really struggle sometimes. And I'm, I can have like four books on the go. But I think it's just finding your groove with something and sticking it out. And I think there is a lot of pressure sometimes to feel like it's almost competitive to be like, right, I'm going to read a book a week. And I'm like, I have to accept that that is not the way my brain functions. Yeah. And I think, you know, I said to you, I watch a hell of a lot of telly in the winter and I read a lot more in the summer and I just go yeah. through phases with reading. Yeah, I'm the same. I feel like in summer it's a lot easier because you can sit in the garden or in the park or I don't know. It feels like it's more enjoyable, especially like on the commute. I don't know. Like it feels there's I don't know. Maybe it just feels mindset. like more of a summer thing to us, but I just wanted to kind of like, um, before we started talking about books, um, I, I read a Refinery29 article that was just saying about how it's got quite competitive. So don't think um, we've got this big old list of books, but this is like six months worth of reading for us. So, um... And mine's only six as well. So it's like it is a book a month and some are very much smaller than others. <laughs> But before we tell you what we've been reading, we're going to hand it over to the Fringe of It listeners and find out what they've been reading. 
My name's Courtney and I recently read Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine Evaristo. It's a really good book. It's not my usual read, but I decided to pick it up because it was the winner of the Booker Prize last year. But it's an amazing story about lots of an am- amazing women and how their lives all cross over, um, spanning quite a time frame. But yeah, it's just really good and makes me smile. My name is Edel Green and the book that I've read in the last six months that's had a massive impact is I Am, I Am, I Am by Maggie O'Farrell. It's a series of non-fiction short stories about the author's near-miss experiences with death. It is completely incredible and thought-provoking. It makes you assess how you're living your own life and whether you're making the most out of it. I would not only highly recommend it, but I would nearly say that everybody needs to read it. Hi, I'm Kate from Margate. Um, I've actually recently reread my favourite book, To Kill a Mockingbird, um, which is obviously a classic that a lot of people have read. <laughs> but um, it's just like a comfort blanket. Um, but it also deals with extremely serious issues like racial inequality. Um, so there's just there's a lot going on in it and it never gets old. It's just, I think it's a perfect book. I just hugely recommend this book to everybody. I think it's one everyone should read. Um, especially if, like me, you spend your time mostly reading toddler books. <laughs> it's so nice. It's so nice hearing about someone else's opinion other than yours. Um, I have played some of those clips over and over again. I just think they're so they're so good, and I want to read every single one of those books. I've not read To Kill a, Lo- a Mockingbird, um, so I think it's about it's about time I do. I haven't either. My dad really loves it. But I've never heard of I Am, I Am, I Am and by Maggie O'Farrell. And I think that sounds amazing. I think they all do. Girl, Woman, Other. My reading list has now got ridiculously long. It sound, they, they all sound amazing. So it's nice as well because I think sometimes I know I can definitely fall into the trap of like genres or what I see on Instagram or what's got a cool cover and actually listening to someone talk about a book they really like really can kind of transport you there. Yeah, thank you so much for that. I loved it. And I'm going to go straight in and take the tone down with one of the best books that I read last year. Um, and that is Elton John's biography. Which is on my list as well. I, oh, sorry. I no, 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 it's good because I feel like then there's like there's a couple of books that I've read that I feel like you would have read as well, which I'm actually glad about because I feel that's quite nice. How good was that book? Do you know what? I haven't finished it. because I, I knew started... you wouldn't have finished it. I knew it. I wish I'd put money on it. Oh, because I started it in January. It's my bath book. Um, so... I mean, how have you not finished it if you if it's your bath book? The amount of baths you take. That's true. They're quite long. Um, it's because it came out of the bathroom. When I was cleaning the bathroom, it moved. And now I can't... I think it's under the bed. Um, but I think... I don't know who it was. I think it may have been Shappy Corsandi who says... Who said that she had used to read like three books at a time. So she'd have one for the bath, one for the bus, one for bed. And then she could actually get books read and I was like I could try this and I did it for about three weeks in January and it was working quite well until I started moving them around <laughs> what did you start moving them around for just to like mess with yourself I don't know I think I just cause I, I think I took them out of their designated areas so like I took the bath book to the to bed and I took the bed booked on the bus and then suddenly I didn't know what I was reading or where I was 
it all went wrong. Um, can you get Elton back in the bath? Because it's just incredible. What I loved about it is the amount of name dropping. It's just it's just my perfect kind of book. It's got so much gossip in, like so many iconic rock stars. His relationship with Rod Stewart is one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. Um, and I just, even if you mildly like Elton John, you have to read this book. It is so, so good. And the audiobook is um, narrated by Taron Ed Edgerton. I can, that's how you say his name, right? I think so. I was going to say that because I listened to the, um, the clip of it and I was like especially even if you aren't a huge fan I think if you loved Rocket Man this is like almost Rocket Man uncut I just I'm gonna go in for a second read because I read it so quickly and I am guilty of I am whilst it takes me a long time to finish books because of life when I am reading them I'm quite a fast reader um and Jack's actually the opposite but I feel like he remembers books a lot more than I do because I actually read them almost too fast so I'm going to go in in the summer for a second read of that because it was, I just felt like I was living a life of almost, you know, the almost famous film brought to life. It was just so much gossip, so much name dropping. I loved every second of it. I'm really excited to finish it. And speaking of books that... <laughs> Didn't. Oh, I know, I'm making a connection. Speaking of books and almost famous, Daisy Jones and the Six. Such a good book. Um, I told you that I thought that it was real, didn't I? And it wasn't until I went on Spotify and kept Googling. <laughs> I kept Googling on Spotify. I kept searching it and I was like really frustrated because I didn't understand. And then I realised it wasn't, it was a, fi a, a fiction book. Thanks for telling me. Everyone. Oh my, I'm glad that when I started reading it, I knew that because I think I would be devastated was that all oh, who's this edgy band from the 70s I've never heard of honestly like I mean I've still got a little bit to go obviously as we say um I am a slow reader but I'm obsessed with it and when I started reading I didn't know if I'd like the format so it's kind of told as like almost like a documentary as it's like an interview so like every character is being interviewed and you can kind of see it you know exactly how it's going to play out when they make the tv show they're making a TV show. Oh my god! Tell me! Oh my god! As if, as if you're finding this out now. Who's what? What? Yeah. Tell me more immediately. So that it's going on Amazon. Um, so they've started announcing um, the people who are playing them, which is wild. Um, so. Oh yeah, it is. I see it. So it's like when you, I feel like when you, when you like imagine people in a book and then suddenly it's like they're brought to life by characters on screen. I think that's quite divisive. I think it's done quite well, but um, it's coming out. When is it coming out? Um, um, this trade isn't, oh my goodness. This has really derailed the book trade. I'm gonna... <gasps> so Sam Claflin is playing Billy. Okay, I don't know who that is. I don't know he who that is. He was in Me Before You. Oh yes, I do know who that is. Oh. When is it out? Oh. I can't believe this news. Yeah, because Suki Waterhouse is playing Karen. Okay, traders and... Right, okay, I need to focus. I need to focus. That is the best news I've heard in a long time. I'm so surprised. You oh, so when will it come out? Hang on. There is no official release date for the 12-episode series. Um, it's done by Reese Witherspoon. Um, okay, that's all I've got. That's all I need. Um, 
Oh, hang on. There's, I found a more oh. recent article. <laughs> um, I found a more recent article. So, a 13 episode. Oh, original music. Thank God, because I want to hear Honeycomb and Aurora. Um, oh, there's still no release date. Okay, sorry. Okay. That was a long-winded way. But I'm just so excited for that. Oh, yeah. I thought I'd watched all of all of the TV there was to watch, but people are still making shows that are suitable for me. I can't wait. And the um, book only came out last year, so I feel like next year an amazing book might come out and there might be a TV show of that. They need to just keep keep on, on this genre of like music, biography or made up things. I'm I'm into it. Um and then the next book that I've got is in a similar vein and it's Mercury and Me, which is written by Jim Hutton, who was Freddie Mercury's boyfriend and I didn't know whether to read this or not I was a little bit conflicted because I was like are we is it a bit too gossipy like Elton John's is gossipy but it's like it happened to Elton John and he's writing well he had a ghost writer but he was awesome but like he's giving permission to for us to hear these stories whereas like obviously Freddie's not here anymore and I was like is it disrespectful of his memory but uh, once I got over that and opened the book it is sensational um and again it's just more for the decadent rock and roll stories of like yesteryear i don't think i'd want to read like a rock and roll story now maybe i would quite like to read something about the arctic monkeys but i was gonna say like alex turner's book (laughs) like sign me up yeah um but there's just something about like the kind of the the 70s the 80s and like queen and it was so big and to be fair i wouldn't say it's the best written book as in it's very much like freddie and i did this and freddie and i did that but it's like freddie and i spent 10 million dollars while on a holiday in india for the afternoon and i'm like can you tell me more well <laughs> it's just based- on what <laughs> yeah it's um like goes into like how much freddie loved his koi carp and if you're a queen fan and you're a freddie mercury fan it's not that um an intensive a book it's two well it's 200 pages but it's quite small i definitely would recommend that um just while we're in the music section oh I've, I've 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 seen that popping up a lot and it's something i've always wanted to read but never have i'll lend it so- yeah oh thank you next up on my book list is actually some poetry i bet you didn't Ooh. see that coming did you I, I mean, I didn't, but pray tell. Tell me so, more. So one of my best friends for, um, I can't remember if it was uh, my birthday or Christmas, but she got me this book and she's like, I, I saw this book and I, I just thought you'd love it. Anyway, I popped it on the pile. Like when she gave me it, I read through it, uh, like flipped through it. I was like, oh, this is lovely. Um, and, I, and I did, honestly, um, should we listen to this? So I, I did not le- neglect it, but I actually did neglect it. I just popped it on my to read it pile. And then I was having like a really bad January, as, as I mentioned. And for some reason on this particular night, I picked this book up. And the book is called The The Poetry Pharmacy, and it's Tried and True Prescriptions for the Heart, Mind and Soul by William Seacart. And basically, it's a compilation of poems, but it's basic, (laughs) I'm trying to keep saying basically, um, just to explain the premise. But for example, if your condition is um, sexual repression or, don't know why I've opened the sexual repression page, <laughs> but feelings of worthlessness or um, unkindness or you've got infatuation. So there's all these emotional issues and the poem is the prescription. So like the poem is um, the cure. So she actually um, bookmarked me a page and it was for lack of courage. And it was, so, it was so funny because it was this January night and 
it was exact like as I say I kind of ignored the book it must have been my birthday that she got me it um but that night I just picked up the book and opened it and it was just what I needed it was just the prescription so I'm I'm gonna read a poem it's very short um so the condition is lack of courage and which is also suitable for fear lack of confidence or lack of conviction so there's a bit of of a page explaining why um lack of courage and, and what what's kind of going in and then the poetry pharmacy prescribes the poem come to the edge by christopher log um are you ready for my poetry reading i'm ready like a bated breath <laughs> come to the edge we might fall come to the edge it's too high come to the edge and they came and he pushed and they flew oh just like it's just a really beautiful book and it was what i needed on this dark january evening and i just think um i haven't read the whole book because i'm just gonna i just keep dipping in and out of it every time i've got an emotional um affliction that i need i need some help with and i just think it's a really beautiful book oh that sounds lovely yeah i think you'd like it a lot oh i love that what's next on your list so next on my list, I think I've actually mentioned this already, but is Modern Love. Oh, yeah, um, it's on my pile. Let's talk about it again. So whether or not you've seen the Amazon adaptation, the book is basically an extended version and it's a compilation of some of the best submissions and columns from the Modern Love section of the New York Times. Um, and it's amazing. I think if you liked the series, you'll love this. And even if you haven't watched it, it's really lovely. It's just got so many short stories about love and relationships and love in all its forms as well so marriage adoption um sexuality like so many different things um and if like me i suppose like your attention span can be quite short this is brilliant because they're all four or five pages maximum each so it's the kind of book that you can pick up or if there's things you want to skip, you can come back to or if there's something almost it kind of serves that similar purpose in terms of like short stories or poetry where you think, oh, there's something I'd like to read about. Um, or if you were going through a certain situation, you can kind of think, oh, I'll read that. That seems apt. Or you can just read it from start to finish. But it's just such a beautiful book. Um, and because all the stories are told so differently, it just feels like it's so personal um, and quite intimate as well. Um, but yeah, I just absolutely loved it. And it's I took it with me to New York in January and I kind of just had it with me. And it was just a, such a nice book to pick up and put down, especially if like me, you're someone who can take a while and gets a bit stressed when they've taken so long reading something because they're like, oh, God, I forgot what's going on. I need to read 10 pages back. Um, whereas this, you can kind of think, oh, I'll just start again or I'll move on to the next story and yeah it's it's really 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 beautiful yeah I think I kind of use it sometimes if I need to like decompress before bed like say if I've been working in the evening then I'll go to bed and I'm just absolutely kind of wide awake and, and I don't sleep with my phone in next to me anymore but I need something to switch off and I think two or three stories from modern love perfect amount before your head hits the pillow yeah exactly it, it's just like it's like a dose isn't it yeah and again that's I think actually maybe I need like both of us need to explore short stories a little bit more because I have found like with the poetry pharmacy and modern love like I actually enjoy that format um 
not more than a novel, but just sometimes that's kind of what my life needs is just a, a little story, a little story. Well, that's it. I think sometimes I lead like, which kind of connects to another book I'm going to talk about, which isn't necessarily short stories, but books with like kind of chapters like you can kind of pick up and put down, which is about slightly different things or like short essays that kind of still offer that element of escapism, but don't feel like too commit committal in a way. Yeah, I'm definitely would love some short story recommendations if anybody has any more. I'm all about the committed but not committed book reading. Yeah, I like. I just I I feel like because I read typically when I'm when I've not got my bath and bus book on the go, I <laughs> just sounds I, chaotic. It is chaotic, but I do read typically before bed and normally that would be when I'm really tired so it can take me about three months to read five pages because I'll end up reading the same five pages every single night I um yeah so just sometimes I'm very good at reading at, at night time but again I just can't wait for the summer just I just like to read in the garden so I'm gonna quickly carry on just based on the fact that this book is similar-ish in terms of structure um and this is i feel bad about my neck um and other thoughts on being a woman by nora efron um which is one of those books that i saw kind of all over social media um obviously it came out quite a long time ago but um i saw like everyone talking about it and saying how brilliant it was and i love nora efron i think she's amazing and oh so when did this come out this came out in 2008 I bought it when I was in New York because I was like, what would a woman do if she was on her own in a cafe? She'd be reading Nora Ephron. Oh, absolutely. So I just, I was, I was being the woman I wanted to be. And it's just filled with like, really, be I feel like everything she does, whether that's film or book, film or book, it just has that element of escapism. It's kind of like, it's almost figgy pudding reading because you're like you we feel will like... we will credit the figgy pudding lady pudding lady one day um and it's just i mean this one is lots of like commentary on being a woman so she talks about appearance just lots of little pockets of wisdom and anecdotes that really make you laugh like whenever i read it i just think oh i wish i could say something that articulately and funny and it's just a really like i bought one and sent it to my mum because i was like she was talking about dressing as you get older and just style and just all these things that I think it's kind of like having a conversation with a friend or someone that's slightly older and wiser than you, but still able to look at things through a really like cynical, realistic, funny perspective. Um, and her voice is just it's it feels like, I don't know, just a really warm, comforting, but also wise voice which is always great to have on your bookshelf in my opinion yeah i want a slice of that pie i'm i'll admit i've only kind of um dipped my toe in the nora efron film arena i definitely would love to read some of her stuff so i think i might well i'll tell you what once you finish with that i'll do you a swap for mercury and me and we can uh maybe we might have to like start a library system since you put your books everywhere like, when i come up for the jump day i'll um, <laughs> i'll bring menorah um since we're in the love section it's it's funny how accidentally we've themed this um and also talking about summer reading the book that i read while we were off air last summer 
that I couldn't put down and that is Our Stop by Laura Jane Williams. I adored it. It's a fiction book and it's a, a romantic comedy and I absolutely loved it. I had to actually slow down while I was reading it because I didn't want it to be over. Um, And it's about Nadia and Daniel who both get the 7.30 a.m. train every morning without fail. Um, And one of them writes into, I mean, it's not the Metro in, in the book, but the the scene on the train column. Is that what it's called? Scene on the train column? Missed or like, no, no, no misconnections. Yeah, misconnections. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it all just unfolds around that. And Laura keeps you hanging on till the last minute. Will they, won't they? And you're just so invested. And it's so my, it's just a really great beach read. Um, I can't recommend it enough. I really, really enjoyed it. And actually, uh, Lynn, Jack's mum, really loved it as well. Oh, you know I love, love, love chick lit. I think it's one of those genres that I think, I don't think so as so much anymore, but I used to feel a bit like it made me feel a bit ditzy or a bit like uncool being a real big chick lit fan. Um, and I am a self-confessed chick lit lover. I really am. I love it. I love it. And this book was was really great. Um, I definitely recommend it if you're going on holiday or you just you're into chiclet or because I feel like some of the books that I read they're kind of like self help or they're kind of talking about some quite heavy stuff. So sometimes I like to just kind of open my other book and go completely switch off. And Laura has another book coming out in the summer called The Love Square. And I'm already rolling around in the grass, like in my head, having a lovely time reading that. I cannot wait. Oh, I just, I, I love a bit of that. But I, actually, uh, that was like, I could not make a connection there. That was a missed connection, if you like. I have a chiclet book on my list as well. Um, and it's a, this is like ultimate holiday read territory. But one of my favourite, favourite, favourite authors is Lindsay Kelk. And she released the final installation um to her i heart series last year and that is i heart hawaii um and they are just ultimate like easy enjoyable pleasure like p- like reading for like the love of reading books like whenever i read them i'm like this is what reading is meant to be about because it feels really pleasurable and it doesn't feel like a chore or tiring it was just such a brilliant book. Her writing always makes me laugh out loud. Um, and it feels really smart and witty, but also just a really fun like book you can escape in. It's about Angela um, and her best friend Jenny. And she works in New York and it's about their adventures and about love. And something always goes wrong, but you're always rooting for them. It's that kind of book, but you think, oh my God, like it's, it's a bit like Daisy Jones and the Six, where you think, oh my God, I want this to be a film. Please. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to go on further. You were just like, no, please. That's end of sentence. This is, just, needs to be a film. That's it. No, I just, I really love it. I mean, there's, it's a really easy book to get stuck into. And I think that's what I love sometimes. It's a book that I can pick up I'm in three pages. I'm knee deep in it. Um, and the characters are really likeable. Um, like you're really rooting for them. And sometimes I find it hard. I was reading a book. I can't remember which book it was recently. Um, but the characters weren't very likeable. And it made it really hard to get into because I was kind of like, I'm not invested in any of you. Oh, no, that's the worst. I hate that in in, in a book, in TV, in film. If I'm not, if there's not one person 
at least that I'm rooting for, you can forget it. Yeah, whereas her characters are so well written. Um, and it kind of, she is the author that I always look at and think, that's why I really enjoy reading so much and almost made me proud to really enjoy Chicklet because I think it is something that it's such an integral part of reading and such a huge, huge portion of what makes up literature. Um, yeah, and yeah, I just love it. I heart it. Well, you've got me wanting to know more. You're like the end of the series i'm like I've, I've never never even heard of it so i'm going straight on the internet to investigate that as soon as i've hung up this <laughs> this the podcast yeah so there's like i think there's like I can't, maybe five in the series it's like i heart new york i heart vegas i heart london um so it's all kind of like the adventures of one character um and you don't necessarily have to read them in order obviously it kind of helps a little bit but i feel like you can probably pick certain ones up at different points because they come out they're like a summer reading book so I feel like if you could see it at the airport in WH Smith they're not expecting you to have read all of them so they do kind of accommodate for both great absolutely perfect right up my street um since we're casually organizing this on air as we go I all my other books are in the non-fiction section so do you have any left in the fiction section before we move over to non-fiction <laughs> I have one more, which is The Lido by Libby Page. Um, and this was one that I read last year after starting it and having it next to my bed. And it was one that I was kind of dipping in and out of, no pun intended. I don't know if that's a bit of a weird pun because it's called The Lido and it's a bit far-fetched. Um, <laughs> if you have to explain your jokes, they don't work. No, I know. I did think that. Sorry. Sorry, that was so harsh. It was quite harsh, that's fine, I'm not offended. So it tells the story of two main characters, which is Rosemary, who is an old lady who lives by the Lido, and also Kate, who is a journalist who's just moved to London and feels really lonely and is struggling with anxiety and panic attacks. And it kind of tells both of their stories in connection to the Lido, because the Lido is meant to be closing down. So Kate's covering the story and she's interviewing Rosemary to get to know her more. Um, and it's just a story about community and about relationships and about love. But it's just a really lovely, lovely read. And I think because it's set not far from where I live, I could really vividly picture where everything was happening, um, which I know is one of those things that can be a really nice thing if you know an area or can be quite an irritating thing if you don't, because you're like, well, not irritating per se, because I guess it leaves more up to the imagination. Whereas I think if you do know somewhere, you can really get into it because you can see it almost like a film when you're reading it. But it's just a really, really lovely book. Um, and she's got another book that's just come out. I think came out last year called The 24 Hour Cafe, um, which I'm really looking forward to reading as well. She's a really, really brilliant author. And I've also been told that there's a book called Ordinary People by Diana Evans, which is also set in South London, is apparently really, really amazing as well. Um, this is the South London genre. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything on the South London genre, but I do. I, I got the Lido because I, I think you briefly mentioned it on a podcast episode ages and ages ago. But for some reason i cannot get into it but i think it took me a while if yeah. it makes you feel better it did i found the beginning quite slow um and it did take me i had to kind of almost get over the first hurdle 
And then I found it really easy to read, but it was sat by my bed for a really long time. And I think because I was reading the same five, six pages for really like a while, I couldn't get into it. So I, I completely, completely understand that, but I ended up really, really loving it. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna push on through. Keep going, keep going. What else have I got left on my list? Um, the next that? two are kind of worky books, not kind of as in, they're not necessarily kind of related to my work, but what I mean is they're kind of more work books as in they give you tasks to do. Um, so self-development um, kind of books. So the first one is Me and White Supremacy by Layla F. Saad. This was originally a workbook um, on Layla's website and it came out as a book. Um, I haven't actually finished it because it's only just been released. Uh, I think I got it two weeks ago. Um, but the the clue is in the name. Um, if you've read Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race by Renietta Lodge, then this is kind of um, the kind of definitely must read after that Layla's really great if you don't follow her on Instagram I'll put her links in the show notes but she like throughout this book there's like reflective journaling prompts um, and also like things to think about and work through so it's not just kind of you just read the book it's like every single day um, because this is how it was set up originally on her website you have things that you need to work at um, and write down so you kind of it's not just like a book that you read from start to end for example uh, like day one is is you and your white privilege day four is you and white silence um day six is you and white exceptionalism um day 13 you and cultural appropriation so you know it's it's a heavy going book in that respect that you it involves you participating um writing things down like really like shining a light in so um i got as i say i got this delivered a couple of weeks ago it's going to take me a bit of time to go through and make sure i give it all the attention that it deserves um, and the work as well so when i say workbooks that's what i mean about this book that i've got and the next book that um i'm going to talk about so there's that one. And the second worky book, you can't see my fingers, they're doing quotation marks, um, is Lucy Sheridan and the Comparison Cure. And this is oh, kind of... Oh, this is brilliant. Sorry. No, it's fine. This is kind of the same um, as... It's a totally different subject to Layla's, but it involves you doing work. It involves you sitting down, writing things out. Like, you know, it's homework, at these two books. But I think both of them will for, like further you in ways you can't imagine. Oh, that's a lovely thing to say. Oh, well, you know, just stop, rift it off the top of my head. Um, we've done a podcast episode with Lucy. She's brilliant. And um, I'm just looking at my episode of the, uh, my copy of The Comparison Cure. It is dog-eared um, because I took it to Centre Parks to the spa and it got very wet and I didn't actually do, I wasn't in the mood to do any uh, self-improvement that, that day. So I didn't, it just got wet and I just took it with me and I just walked around the spa with my Comparison Cure. I think I need to inhale that again. I've got it and I really need it's one of those ones that I adore Lucy and everything she says. It's one that I've kind of been going through slowly, but I think I need to sit down and actually work through it like an actual workbook because I'm needing it at the moment. Yeah, her and Layla's books are in my, my homeworky section pile. Like they're not in the bed pile. Um, I don't yeah. even have a bath pile because I think June will just chuck them all in. Yeah, I do, and I do feel like with certain books, like you need to devout, like devote more attention to the devout. Um, I've just, I have I've no. Just made up a word. 
devote, not devout. Well, devout is a word, um, but even I think that you might have used it wrong, but I'm unsure now. Oh, God. I think they're, they're kind of books you need to devote more time to than just reading last thing at night, because I sometimes think, oh, bed, bedtime is reading time or commute time, whereas actually there are books that require like you to be really switched on, and I think you know for you to really get the most out of them yeah absolutely um so yeah they're on my homeworky pile um and i've only got one more book after that so take it away because i'm all out okay fine well i've got a couple of emails i want to read out as well this isn't so much a book book but is a recipe book and i just think (laughs) you said books and i thought food and here we are but it's one of the best recipe books that i got last year and it's green by ellie pear um it's such a good book i am very very guilty of buying recipe books like i can't stop but i actually have stopped because they're you know so many look great and actually you you only end up like using two or three recipes out of the book whereas this book by ellie pear is i've used so many of the recipes and what's great about it is like she's a big believer in like batch cooking or like you know like making one thing and then making three or four different recipes out of that of the base of of whatever it is and I've just really really loved this as a recipe book so um I didn't actually tell you you could pick recipe books I've just made up the rules but that this would have this has really thrown me because I would have would have gone wild (laughs) sorry sorry can you have you got one off the top of your head I have got one off the top of my head luckily for you (laughs) um but no I've I will add that I think it is so amazing when you've got a recipe book that uses lots of different ingredients that you've already got because I feel like otherwise you can buy things and be like, well, I won't use that for another six months until it goes off. Uh, cough, Ottolenghi, cough. Honestly, like I, we have all these like obscure things in our cupboards and I'm just like, when did we even buy that? Um, but that's amazing. And another book that does do that is Eat Happy by Melissa Hemsley. And it's actually part of the title is 30 minute feel good food which i didn't realize but it's such a beautiful recipe book um much like ellie's it's just it i feel like it encourages you to be more adventurous without overcomplicating things yeah i just think like you said a good cookbook is hard to find like like and and i buy them all the time and as i say i've had to put the brake on um but i have seen that one and at your house and I flicked through it a few times thinking I, I I think I could buy this one and cook from it um and now you've confirmed it to me so I'll just buy one more it's amazing honestly like our pages it's properly like stuck together like one of those really loved books that you're like it is it's honestly incredible and it encourages Joe and I to cook things that perhaps we'd never go near because we're like oh I can't do that it's too scary like we never cooked fish before we had it because we're like I can't cook fish but Apparently you can. Yeah, now you're cooking fish all the time. Mm. So that's all the books that Liv and I have read. We're going to um, hand over to the listeners once more. But before we do another soundbite, we're going to read some emails out. Um, And for some reason, I get a bit... um, (laughs) I can read, but when it comes to emails, I... Yeah, well, let's just just see what happens, okay? Here we go. Hi, Charlotte and Liv. (laughs) Hi! My favourite book I've read recently is Ordinary People by Diana Evans. The one I just mentioned. Exactly. Let's see if Emma explains it better than you, which she definitely does. It doesn't take a lot. (laughs) 
An unravelling story of a couple set against the backdrop of Obama's election victory. Sometimes funny, sometimes sad. Evans writes so beautifully and specifically about London living and captures the couple, Melissa and Michael, as they contend with the everyday and the compromises that come with raising children and growing old together. And that was by Emma, Emma C. And I would say, I mean, we're not, we're not, you know, competing you and Emma against each other, pitching you against each other, but that definitely was a better description of the book. I was just like, it's set in South London. <laughs> I, like literally you didn't mention anything about uh, the um, Obama election at all. <laughs> no, I mean, I haven't, I haven't read it yet. Oh, fine, fine. It's on your to-read list. Right, we've got a couple more emails. Hello there. I'm currently reading Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind by Yuval Noah Harari. Honestly, it changed my world and how I see my place in it. Every sentence I read, I want to highlight and spread to everyone I know. It's just genius. Best wishes from Austria, Magdalena. Okay, if you want to highlight a book that is a real accolade for a book, so... I'm going to add that to my list. I just don't have enough time. You know, when you see those Instagram memes where it's like, I need a week to sleep. I need a week to tidy. I need like 365 days to read. Yeah. on a, But she said it was genius as well. And I think if you call something genius, then it's got, it's got to be good. Okay. So our last email is from Rachel um, and she is from Malta. Rachel says, I recently read a book called The Genius of Birds by Jennifer Ackerman and I loved reading it because I've always enjoyed observing the birds in our garden at home but never thought about how clever the little things are. It's not something I'd normally read but I learned so much that I can appreciate our little feathered friends a lot better now. An example from the book that amazed me was a bit about the nutcracker bird which can store up to 30,000 seeds over several miles and still remember where they are months later and Rachel says she can't even remember what she had for dinner last night. I feel we, you, Rachel. Yeah. And we all know that I have become a full on twitcher and I'm obsessed with bird watching. So I'm definitely going to read that one. That sounds amazing. I need to get into bird watching, I think. It's, I mean, that maybe we, <laughs> that's an episode for another day. Um, but before we talk about bird watching, we're going to hand it over to the Fringe of It listeners um, with more recommended reading. My name is Isha and a book I read recently was The Stationery Shop of Tehran by Marjan Kamali. There is so much in this book. It's a love story that begins in Iran during the 1950s, but it also touches on mental health, family relationships, the differences between American culture and Iranian culture. And the book really opens your eyes to a culture and history that I didn't really know a lot about. I loved this book and would recommend it to absolutely anybody. Hi, ladies. Cecilia here. I have recently been obsessed with the novel Bunny by Mona Awad. It's a story about students in a creative writing program. It's kind of a fairy tale slash horror story. And it is totally outside of my normal genres, but I was really drawn to it because it is the first story in a long time that really, truly scared me. Anyway, I loved it so much. Hi, my name's Catherine from Glasgow, and a book that I listened to as it was the audio book recently was Elizabeth Day's How to Fail, Everything I Learned from Things Going Wrong, and I think it's just an excellent portrayal of actually as human beings all the things that can go wrong in our lives, but how we continue to succeed and pick ourselves up, and the chapter that she so heartbreakingly and openly speaks about her failure to become a mother was just really touching and I'm so pleased that she managed to share that with the world. So I definitely recommend. 
I love that episode so much. Thank you so much for everybody that participated, sent in an email, sent in a sound clip. We actually got some after the deadline, which we're going to play to you next week. But if you want to keep in touch with us, it's uh, thefringeofit at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at thefringeofit. And more importantly, no offence to Twitter, but we have our Facebook group, which you can find on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash thefringeofit. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this and the submission. So if you'd like to contribute more, let us know because we would love to have more voices on every week. I really enjoyed it. I want them to stay. Also, if you'd like to rate and review us, it helps other people find us. And um, Jack's helping us out with the podcast and he really wants to get us up the charts. So it's more for Jack than us, I promise. No, we want to be chart toppers. So if you did enjoy it, um, no need for modesty here, Charlotte. If you did enjoy it, please go and rate us over on iTunes um, and leave a review and shout about it if you'd like to. You can find Liv over um, on, let me start again. You can find Liv on Instagram at Liv Purvis. You can find me on Instagram at Charlotte Jacqueline. Liv's blog is www.whatoliviadid.com and mine is charlottejacqueline.co.uk. And we will speak to you next week. Bye-bye.